Hey, Lance. Lance. Lance, where are you at? Ladies and gentlemen, he's finally done it. He's escaped. listening to The Tactical Big Top with ringleader Lance Abernathy, a former LEO and founder and chief designer at Sniper Bladeworks. Join Lance, Jag and The Sideshow as we take a look at life from a tactical perspective. Check out the knives and gear at sniperbladeworks.com and on IG, YouTube and the Facebook. I'm Lance, he's Jag. Welcome to the circus. I think to kick this episode off, Todd, as a novelty, let's talk knives for a minute. What do you think? I mean, we are in the knife business. Yeah, maybe we ought to slip some knife stuff in here now and again for people. Right. Um, we just had a big batch of DMFs come in for custom enhancements, and I think that's going to be uh, pretty neat. I think there's a lot of potential there. I believe our boy Schiffer may get his magic laser out and do a little work. That'd be nice. I think so. Um, I'm pleased with how the Rhodesian stuff is coming along. Right. We'll have some of that. Um, and also, I'm going to chat with the powers that be, but I don't think there's not any reason why we couldn't, as, or as we doll some of these things up, that they couldn't go into the uh, to the website. I've had people saying, you know, we're checking the custom side, we're checking the custom side. Well, I think Erica actually set aside uh, part of the website for us to start posting customs. Yeah, there are. Uh, but I've had people ask, and we're just so busy getting ready for these two shows, which are back-to-back. Right. But I think we could probably, we'll have to see how timing works, but maybe slip one of these custom-enhanced knives in there. Um for the folks, so we should we should make a note and try and do that. So there may be something there, right? If you've been waiting for something a bit different, yeah, that uh, that could be a real possibility and could happen semi quickly, right? Yeah, we've got a couple of things ready to go. I think probably it'll probably happen before I get to the post office. I have a stack of shit on the desk that I need to send out to some people. It happens. They multiply like rabbits sometimes. But I like that. Um, I like where all that's going. The the reprofiling, regrinding, if you will, of um, the MAMU, the LPCs look really good. Right. I'll uh, start peeking at the DMF and see if there's something we can do. I guess we don't need to get into all of it, but we kind of did a little bit of that today. Yeah. And it looked very nice. 
Um, I think we can do like remember the little switch things that I used to do on the DMFs. We probably have some. Uh, I think there's some room in there. Room in there to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man, we'll go crazy. Maybe we'll make one look like a combat sushi. Yeah. Just start taking away material. Hell yeah. Folding combat sushi. That would, that be, would badass. be badass. <laughs> it would be. Um, prototypes came in. Yes. So we have a brand new smaller knife for the people that have been wanting something a little bit uh, more manageable, if you will. Right. For those of you that have been with us for a while, think of the micro, but it's not really the micro profile, but about that size. Yeah. Maybe a little smaller, actually. I think it is, but it's in that ballpark. Um, it's going to have two blade shapes, which are cool. And um, so there should be a little something for everybody there. Right. TOG came in, and it's nice, and it's going to get just a couple tweaks, which will make it look even better. I'm, I was very pleased with that. That's I liked them before. Um, I liked what they did on this first version, and the final version I think is going to be really nice. It, it's very tight. So. You want to know what my favorite, um, and this is a custom TOG, but do, my favorite photograph of a TOG ever. The brown and ivory that I gave the Negus? No. The one where it's stuck oh. in the railroad tie at Sodic. Yeah, Justin sent us that. Yes, Justin did send us that. That was badass. And we used Justin's knife for the proto. We have to eventually get that back to him. <laughs> I did send him a pic of it and thank him for or thanked him for his help. Um, but I thought that those were turning out really well. I'm uh, I'm excited to see the final version of that. The dashy handle or UC all those were UC dashies right so the I think the thought process for that is all those that have that handle will be a UC and then whatever designation so the next thing that's coming out will be a UC utility skinner right and um, after that I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it like a UC Tanto oh yeah yeah uh, but you know and I'd like to do that at least once a year Right. If, if not, maybe a little more. We may have touched on that a while back, but I think that has a lot of potential. The price point is nice. It gives us some options to customize. Um, and they're just, that's just a useful, cool knife. And so I'm looking forward to playing with that a little bit more. Right. Um, so on that note, for those of you that have dashies, Congratulations, because they are, uh, it's going to be a while before they're run again. We are totally out of dashies. I was informed today. All right. Well, and then for anybody that cares, um, I have, we'll have five, maybe. Right. Custom engraved dashies coming. And, yes. And hopefully all those, I guess any of them can, even if they don't make the time limit of the show. But we've got also upgraded uh, sheets for those. Right. Which I think are going to be badass. That sheet guy's cool as shit, by the way. He came over. He was a former Marine, so you'll like him. Um, and he, he's kind of in our right-wing hippie thing. Now he's going to help with some of the other stuff I want to do on that 
kind of tactical Ralph Lauren side of things. <laughs> yeah, we, we park our cars in the same garage there, so it's perfect. Um, but those will be nice, and those should be ready for the show. Um, then, on the last proto, is another kind of like to smash it. It's a historical piece or our take on it. I've changed it quite a bit. Right. Um, but it's it's just nasty. It is nasty. It is big. Burly. It is aggressive. Yet sleek in some ways. Right. Definitely not a backpacking knife. No. I mean, I guess you could take it backpacking with you, but you're not a microweight guy if you take it with you. No, it's it's also a fat girl. Yes, it is. When it comes to weight. Um, and we may tweak that a little bit, but... Why would you? you well, you want a certain amount of heft. I mean, I'd, I'd like to play with just to make sure on, like, on the balance side of things. But, I mean, with having that much brass on it, it's going to be heavy. She's going to be thick. So we'll probably get some pics of that out here before too long and kind of let you see where we're going. Anyway, so good things are happening in the knife world. Yeah. Which is kind of a good thing since we're a knife company. Well, now we got to see if anybody wants to buy it, but yes. Welcome back. We're talking about the relaxation portion of our day. Todd enjoying a wild turkey, more or less responsibly. Me Probably work, less. Me working on a Ashton cabinet selection that our boy Dave in California sent me. Thank you, David. Um, but to really set the mood more. I was talking about my new Rhodesian camouflage smoking jacket. Now this is not the ugly baby poop in blue-green, but the brush stroke that I think originated out of a Belgian pattern and it went through some transformations. But it's just a hint too warm for that right now. Tiny bit. Actually a lot. Um, but I think what I should break out of retirement, I haven't worn it in a while. I'm going to wear it around the house tonight is my Boit Harness. Yeah. Short sleeve safari jacket. And I look a great deal like Higgins from Magnum P.I. when I wear it, and I just <laughs> don't care. It is pretty nerdy, but I'm, I'm getting old enough. Like, I don't give a shit, right? It's almost like becoming a child again. When you see the picture of the kid at school, and you're like, why does he have on a Spider-Man outfit? Was it Halloween or costume day? And, and they're like, no, I think that's just what he wanted to wear today. And that's how I feel. I, I just like to sport it. But I think that would set the mood for these sort of fireside chat 
things that we have here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this uh, little uh, podcast thing we do is kind of a wind down of a semi-busy, busy day, however, whatever it is that we're working on. I had a frustrating day grinding on some shit that was giving me fucking fits and I wanted to throw it through a window. So this... But we paused. We did. We paused. We hit the pause. And we were busy at chapels. Yeah. Yeah. Spreading the goodwill. Timmy, Timmy lubed me up properly. Well, he did. Well, did he, uh... It was actually Carrie that lubed me up. Did he put any Morgan Freeman on for you? He did not put any Morgan Freeman on. That, That will be a story time one of these days. Right. Uh, but yeah. I think that's fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, fall when we can actually do the full-fledged smoking jacket. I am so... I was thinking about this the other day. So, like, some of my favorite, favorite days, like weather-type days, we're talking about fall days where there's a slight chill in the air, where it's not cold, but maybe a, just a chill kind of a gray overcast just beautiful fall day yes. love it well and I think we'll appreciate it even more this year after as hot as it's been in here right that'll be lovely the lack of humidity will be wonderful yes and um, football being back on will be great so speaking not... of football this weekend starts college ball baby absolutely This weekend. This weekend. Is this Memorial Day? No. I didn't think football started till Memorial Day. How about Labor Day? Labor Day, whatever. Memorial Day is the beginning of summer. Labor Day is the end of summer, but no. It would be nice if football started then, wouldn't it? Would yeah, absolutely. Knee-deep in football season. No, it starts uh, weekend before, usually. Uh, well, I knew that when we were out at the USN show in years past, that it seemed like college football had started up. Right. But usually before, the weekend before. So this is this weekend. It's the first weekend of college football. And there's actually some pretty good games on. I mean, any game that's real I would watch right now. Right. We have, uh, I believe this week is the last week of NFL preseason. Tonight the Chiefs play their final preseason game, which... Just going to be a bunch of fucking jags running around out there. That's good though. It's the people that are trying to make the team. Right. That's their last chance to shine. Exactly. Which. What do you get? Like a series or two of the starters. You won't that probably last even, game. You probably won't even get that because they only have three preseason games now, mm. instead of the you know the four. So, and uh, so, put it in perspective: the first team offense, first team defense have both played three complete, like, drives. Not even series, just three complete drives. First team defense has forced a punt three times. First team offense has scored a touchdown those three times. So, our first team guys are ready. Our backup guys are probably ready. Like you said, this is... The game where you're wanting to see people that are on the bubble. 
people that are on the bubble and those backup guys maybe trying to make it, you know, on special teams or in a different position, you know, like uh, the guy that we drafted this year, Leo Chanel, he's widely thought of as an outside linebacker, as either a strong or a weak side linebacker, more strong. They may try him out at the mic to see if he can actually call the plays and, you know, handle that and just in case, you know, our starter, you know, our starting Mike linebacker goes down. So, I think they're ready, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I love fall for a multitude of reasons, and it will be hoodie weather as well. We do love our hoodies. Yeah, bigger clothing. It's easier to carry bigger guns. Right. My FN has not been getting the love that it needs. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, though. That gun that Herb showed us last week, that 365 comp. I forgot about that. It's a sexy bitch. I like the 365X. Right, and I think that's in the style of the X. It's got the, it's got the bigger handle grip, the so, longer slide. But it doesn't look quite as weird because of the comp, I think. Right. It, it looks more proportionate. Right, and I think you can get that, you know, Mill for the optic. Probably comes that way. Yeah, and A lot of those 365s come already. Right. Optic right. ready. No, I've liked this one. Um, the X. Right. And it's a lot lighter and smaller. So, I think Fall Bay Nights hunting season's coming up. Right. Uh, speaking of hunting season. So I got a couple things. I talked with Leon. I talked with Leon's brother, Yanni. But they're good. And they had survived the COVID uh, storm business-wise. So good. we're looking at maybe putting an Africa trip together if we can make the stars align. I think that'd be good uh, internet content as well. Yes. Testing some gear in the dark continent. The beautiful dark continent. I want to go back. I'm fired up for that. The uh, so, I you know, you had the famous Robin Williams saying, you know, it's Africa hot. Remember that? Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, walk around, especially when I was in the military. Like, oh man, it's hot. It's Africa hot. And I would tell them, you know, you're only saying that because you've never been there. Because it's fucking hot over there. Yeah, I think depending on where you are. Egypt? Yeah, fucking I mean, hot. that shit's a straight up desert. It is. It was, And I tell people, like, yeah, I was in Egypt. Where did, what, did you go anywhere? Did you see anything? Yeah, I saw sand. A lot of fucking sand. You went to Egypt? Yes. Uh, did you see the pyramids? No. Well, that's bullshit. I saw sand. We were in the middle of the fucking desert. Saw nothing. Was allowed to go nowhere. Sand. I saw a lot of sand. And it was fucking hot. Stand by. I mean, I love saying that I was able to go to Egypt. Golan's going to join the podcast. Hello, Brian. Hey, what's going on, man? Jag and I are doing the podcast. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Just out doing some work, you know. 
Like, copping? Yeah, guns. Did you Air Force today? Yeah, yeah, Air Force today, and uh, yeah, then I got here mowing some grass, and I go to the north here Sunday and Saturday. He's going to Alaska. Yeah, you gotta find me. I've got some stuff for you to take. Where are you going in Alaska? Elmendorf? Yeah, Elmendorf. Yeah, I love that. I love that area. My first time to Alaska, so. Oh, you'll love it. You will love it. You may not want to come back. I probably won't. Do you, uh. Virginia, I like woods. Yeah. Do you have the 10 millimeter all ready to go? I do. It's packed up. In the box, ready to stuff in the case. Um, so, or stuff in the suitcase. They're going fishing while they're there. It, I mean, that's you can't not not go fishing while you're there. Yeah, packing the eddies. Yeah. Just in case, just in case. So. Good, good thing about a cargo plane, you can take whatever you want. Right. You got to worry about nobody checking anything. No, they're cool too. You just gotta make sure the aircraft commander is good with whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah. Hopefully, we catch some fish to bring back. Oh yeah. So, where are you going fishing? Uh, there's a state park about an hour north of there. Um, we thought kings were in season, but the season ends either now or a couple days ago, I think. Right. Yeah. King. I think sockeyes come in, but their, their regulations are so hard to understand because you have resident regulations and non-resident regulations, and they really overlap. Yep. Uh, they, yep, yep, they sure do. So we're, we're going to figure out when we get there, we're going to go talk to some locals. We might end up paying for a guided fishing, a day of fishing. Um, we have three days off to do, do stuff, so... So, if you get a chance, go down to Seward. And that's a, it's a little jaunt, but if you get a chance, go down to Seward and do the guided trip down at Seward. Okay. That, that'll, take you out, that'll take you out in the ocean, um, but depending on weather and water conditions or whatever, they'll take you out, and you may be able to get some big halibut, but you will get some... Uh, You'll get some snapper and some cod and stuff like that. For yeah, sure. It looked like, it looked like uh, ling cod was in season. Yes, yeah, ling uh, cod there, yeah. Uh, so you were stationed up there, weren't you? Yeah, I was at Greeley. I was, which uh, Elmendorf is, it's kind of uh, down by Anchorage. Um, I was in Greeley, which is about, oh... Probably about 200 miles away from Anchorage. Mm. So up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. I did I did the trip down at Seward. It was awesome. You were Air Force too, right? Absolutely fucking not, Brian. I, I don't know. I was Army while I was in Alaska. I was born a Marine. Okay. Okay. I was born Army. Went to the Air Force. Hey, I tried to go Air Force. They laughed at me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't laugh at me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're not I, laughing now. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're not. So, no, they're not. 
brother. Well, holler at me later. We're gonna we're gonna work on this thing a little more, um, and um, but we'll link up. I don't know tonight or tomorrow. We'll I'll get you some stuff before you leave. Oh, probably another hour. All right, I'll get done with your your place tomorrow. All right, sounds good. Thanks, pal. All right, bro. Bye. See you, Brian. That was our buddy, our our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Dolan. Yeah, he's gonna put some of our. Uh, gear on the plane. I guess they put up stickers and stuff on the bulkhead or something. Hell yeah. So he's going to speaking of putting some Alaska shit going for us. Speaking of stickers and where we need to put stickers, you and I, one of these days, oh, by the way, they did a top 15 uh, Kansas City restaurant thing here recently. Do you know what was in those top 15? In the top 15? Grinders. Grinders, one of our favorite fucking places. We need to go put a sticker down there. Or a few. Yeah, well, they got crap all over the place down there. Right. I'm sure they'll be good with it. Yes. I miss I miss our little lunch soirees going down to Grinders. Well, the best time to go to Grinders is when it's winter and it's cold and you can sit right across from the pizza oven, go in there and get into the turkey, get all warmed up. Yeah. That's, that's a good afternoon right there. You remember when they gave us those toothpicks fucking with their super ass killing fucking death sauce or whatever it was? Yeah, almost leave a blister on your tongue. Yeah, was, fucking, was that was, I man, and I like hot stuff. I like spicy stuff, but that was fucking brutal. Yeah, that's, that's not mine. Their, their standard wing sauce is good, though, the Wimpy. Oh, yeah, it's fucking it's great. It's kind of like... Buffalo sauce and barbecue sauce had a love child. It's right. just a little bit different. Yep. And it's, I think it's quite good. And I will maintain to this day, Grinders serves the world's best bacon. fucking BLT. What's the bacon? Right? Yeah, it is absolutely the bacon. sugar cracked pepper that they make. Yes. I had to make me just a bacon sandwich one day. And they're like, what do you want on it? And I'm like, bacon and wheat toast. And they're like, okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yes. Then you roll upstairs, see Ben, get a tattoo. Right. Which, Ben isn't tattooing these days, I don't believe anymore, is he? He'll run the shop, though. So they're still there. Um, yeah, that was a fun time. Those were the days. to get it to that sweet spot. Are we, uh, I know that we have some uh, gunco paint coming in. Do we order some 
Rhodesian colors. Now you have to use the ugly paint on by brush to properly do the Rhodesian and have it matched um, for color, shade, and sheen. We do have some stencils though. I have two different tiger stripes. One's Vietnam era, yeah, which I like. We have um, some kind of hex. Digi type. Yeah, it's not as digi as it's more. They look like octagons or something. Um, Those are pretty cool. And um, we did get some stuff that's a bit digi. And then just some generic kind of camo shapes. Yeah. I'd like to do something that looks kind of uh, World War II leopard spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, our buddy, Doug... um, Esposito of Attention to Detail Mercantile. He just recently did some uh, camo stuff. Um, Was it the pic you showed me? Yes. Yeah, that looked really nice. That looked really fucking good. Really good. And Timmy says he can help us. um, I mean, some of that thing is just laying down the layers, right? Right. And then also being able to line those stencils. And we may have to cut some of those so you can actually see where you're at. Sometimes I've found that because you have stuff paint blocked off or taped off so you don't get overspray, well, then you can't actually reference where it's going. Right. Yeah, I ran into that on some other things as well. There's a bit of a trick. There's a happy medium. Because I'm going to paint on these Rhodesia ones. I'm going to paint rack numbers on them. Right. And a lot of those went on by hand. Um... So I think that I might use a stencil, but then put them all by hand so they may kind of hit the middle there where they actually are quite legible and they don't look like a homemade piece of shit. Right. And but, we have we have juniors like air compressor and guns down here, right? Mm-hmm. That's good. They're set behind us. So right. I figure between all of us, we ought to be able to do something. Yeah. I love doing that. Uh, that airbrushing as matter of fact speaking of airbrushing um doug esposito who we just talked about recently acquired one of my custom flags it was a gadsen that uh i airbrushed that he's hanging up in his shop oh all right i'm working on a new thing for the scout rifle we didn't we have to come back to that yeah We'll, we'll just tie it all together here um can you put anything on a flag? Yeah. I mean, as long as I've got some sort of a picture, stencil, whatever, I can do anything. The new Scout Rifle t-shirts that I'm coming up for with. Yeah. I'd like to have a flag like that. Yeah. But I don't know if that gets too complicated. Nothing too complicated. I can figure it out. Because that would be exceptionally cool down here over at the gun store. Right. Maybe uh, take one of the boys over in Africa. If that all comes to fruition, which I think it will. I'm sure it will eventually. It's actually a matter of just making it happen. Right. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and be like, all right, I'm... I'm now showing Todd what it looks like. 
Yeah, that's yeah. I can do that. That's easy. You could put rifles on there. As long as I get some sort of a picture that I can print out and trace or whatever, yeah. And if you've given me that picture, I can make it. Now, Mrs. Sniper has a cricket. Cricket would be good. It would just have to be... So, you want, like, a standard flag, like, 37 and a half by 19 is, like, the standard right. size. Right, the proportions are correct. They are correct. Okay, they, yeah. I got that. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, all we'd have to do is figure out dimensions from there, and that's easy. Doing some maths. Yeah. Getting into maths. But, yeah. I mean, you've seen some of the stuff that I've done in the past. I agree, but this has rifles and scopes and detail and... Easy peasy. That's actually a lot easier than some of the things that I've done. Because that just, that'd be bad. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty badass. I have, uh, I've got a lot of wood stuff I've got to get done here in the next two weeks, as a matter of fact. I've got two flags I've got to get done and a uh, a wedding like it's a plaque that they're going to sign. Oh, you said, I think you told yeah. me about that. That's going to be pretty neat. Got to get that done. Yep. Pretty neat stuff, man. I like the woodworking stuff. Alright, well, we'll see about that because I need some scout rifle artwork. Yeah, um, we, we can get that done. Considering the some of the limitations of what we're working with and right. having been a minute and space and whatever, I'm actually overall pretty pleased. Trying to get back in the swing of things. Although I wanted to throw that fucking chopper through the window. Well, I hear you. We haven't actually had anything catastrophically go wrong. No, but... Which has been good. I'm um, a perfectionist and... There's that. I'm going to end up scrapping a couple handles, but considering the things that we've had to work with and have to try and work with or work around, deal with, that's actually not bad numbers. Right. Well, it, this is the, what, first time in Over six, year. seven years that we've... Yeah, it's not that many, but it's not for me but but I mean it's been a while it's been since a we've I mean it's been a while since we've done like a whole 
bunch. Right. As opposed to just working on a few things here or there. So that's, yeah, I don't know, this will be a short one. We haven't had to stay up all night working on knives. I mean, that, I'm going to try to keep that to a minimum. Yeah. Hopefully not at all. Well, that's but, where the production side comes in. We don't we, have yeah. to do that anymore. Well, and we have those that we can work on as well. Right. Which I found that to be fun. I think that'll be very creative and interesting, yeah. and it's just... Well, it gives us a platform already established that we can build on. Yes. And it, it's quick, and it's all the parts are tight. It's pretty neat. Yes. So I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right, somewhere in there I was trying to touch on, or maybe hit, but the scopes, or the rings and scope came in. Uh, scout rifle. Oh, really? Burris 2x7, which is pricey. Yeah, Burris, you would think not so much, but yeah, they're pretty good. That's pretty good scope. No, I think it is. I mean, the glass looked good. I need to compare it side by side with Herb's Leupold. Right. But from what I saw and then looked through that one, I mean, I, I Burris looked good. Burris is not bad. Um, and it's got the eye relief, which you need, which I, that makes it more expensive. I, I think anything when there's two models of scope and one has that extended eye relief. Right. It's a bit more pricey. Well, I ran a, I ran a Burris RDS on one of the custom ARs that I had built from uh, the dude out there in West Virginia, Wolfpack Armory. I ran a Burris RDS on that for a long time, and it held zero. It was fantastic. It didn't have the, you know, the where sometimes as you look at the dot, it has the fuzziness around it. Didn't have that. It was nice, crisp, clear. Um, yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah, I got the quick detach rings, so that'll, and Herb did too. Yeah. So I'm going to pull, once he gets his mark set up, I'm going to pull his off and actually take a look at it and see. The eye relief isn't as long on the loophole, and I mm. wasn't sure how that would work for me. But I'm going to play with both those and see if this is where we're staying or not but I, I was pretty happy with it now we'll just have to work on weight right well probably never going to come in where you want to be on that I'm sure I'm not having the barrel for it one to ask me but he didn't seem like he was in the mood for it the fact that he was rubbing his head at lunch and seemed a little stressed <laughs> uh, well, okay I'm about pulling my barrel off and fluting it what is he uh, what was it that he was looking for that he can't find the FRS? Something. Yeah. Nobody had any. And he was, he needed, what, a handful of them to finish and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like now. So, I thought this is probably not the best time to ask. Yeah. I don't know, Flounder might be able to help me with that too. Yeah, yeah. Flounder's just kind of detached from the world at this point. He came by the house, I saw him, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago. Yeah. Had a nice chat with him. He looked good. Yeah. That's where uh, our buddy Fred, that's where he goes for all his stuff. He takes it up there to find I think her. he built a couple guns for the sheriff's department. He did. He did. Yep. He uh, helped Fred reproduce that uh, M40. Too. Okay. Yeah. Fred's got a couple of, uh, like, pretty exact reproductions of stuff. 
M40 being one of them. He, uh, you, you walk, you walk down into Fred's basement, his and his old man's collection, museum quality. Yeah, well, Fred always worked at gun stores and stuff right. early on, and yeah. the gun shows. Yeah, you had the Pat from up there in Dearborn. I worked with Pat a few times. All right, here's this. This can be your story time or part of it. So we would. We hadn't had gun shows for a while for some reason. And it's about the time that the assault weapons ban is uh, being lifted. It's about the same time that we started getting back into knives again. And they started having knife shows down at Front Street. Oh. And it, it had been quite a while since we had So we loved it. We would show up early on Friday because they'd open Friday night. Right. And we'd get there early. And the old man would go, Frazier would go, some of the guys from the cigar store would go, some of the people from the sheriff's department. And we, you know, we were like kids at Christmas. We were geared, geared up for it all week. The old man would put a little cash away for us and like give everybody an envelope so you had a little extra spending money. Right. And we'd show up and be in line and get the first to go in. And it was just exciting. That's where we met George Harrison, not the beetle, but the knife guy. Right who had a wonderful collection of stuff and was really helpful um, to us because he would change clips because I'm not a I'm not a tip-down guy. Right. And he would tap it on the spot for you. You'd go shop and come back and he'd have a fix for you, which was awesome. And at the time, I didn't realize what a pain in the ass tapping stuff is. Yeah, now you do. Because um, he never broke, a, you know, never broke a tap off in there or anything. Uh, yes, I've tapped so much shit by hand now at this point that I hope How many taps have you broke? A lot. By the way, side note, our tapomatic that we still have that is operational, not a lot of those left in the world, buddy. Maybe we ought to sell it to somebody because I, I never... I know, a, I know a knife maker that would kill to have one right now. Who I will fucking sell that thing. I, I hate it. I have, you know, Jody and I bought one together, and they work. I just couldn't make it work. Like, Birch, you know, the big, oh, don't run it too fast, or make sure that the thing is perfectly flat. And I watch Birch hold it by hand and run it through there, just because the dude is good, and have it work. I am careful. It's flat. I'm, you know, having maybe bolted down, just easing it, and just snapping taps left and right. Uh, you know, they use more expensive taps. You know, so I'm breaking taps that are 30 bucks a piece. It's horrible. Um, so, do you want to know who the knife maker would that would kill to have that tapomatic? Sure. Birch. Birch wants a tapomatic. He has. He his is down. Oh uh, yeah, I'll text him right now. <laughs> um. Cause you can't find him anymore. Well, I couldn't make around. You know, I paid like six hundred bucks for the thing. Right. I remember Jody and I bought one together in the early days, and we when we were dividing up some stuff to like which shop and you know we pay for these like all right and then you know do you want the money for that tapmatic i'm like no i don't like i just keep the fucking thing and i'm not sure why i went out and bought another one maybe i thought it would be better if i had another one and um i just i can't make it run so well and then you got people like fellholter that's fucking tapping shit with a fucking hand drill mm-hmm. i've seen jody do it i want to say hansen's done I, I don't know. Some of those guys may just have better touch. I mean, I feel like I'm being careful and going slow. But 
great big pain in the ass. Right. Anyway. So, okay, well, we'll maybe we'll move the Tapmatic. That'll be wonderful. Huh. And turn it into a gun part or something. That'd be great use of that, because I'm, I'm not even like looking at it as I glance across the shop. Yeah, that fucking monstrosity. People like that fucking thing, though. That what was a it. bird master. Have you seen that? Birch had one, then Jody got one. And for limited space, it's awesome. So it's a drill press. Right. But the front of it looks like the... Like what you'd steer a boat with. I can't think of what that's called. The wheel. Right. Type thing. But it has like somewhere like four to six spokes to come off. And each one, you can put a different bit in it. You just rotate it around. They're completely... They have bigger ones and smaller ones are expensive. And they don't make them anymore. But now that's something I would love to have. That's practical, um, too. It, well, especially now that space is limited. Right. It, they're great, and they're just cool as shit. I would absolutely love to have one of those. Um, but you got to go out and find them, like, at auctions and, you know, weird weird places. But that would be... Plus, I, you know, I also think they probably are just a tighter machine. Right. So they're going to spin truer and have less slop in them. Speaking of tighter machines we no longer have a mill but we need some uh, mill work done I know we have that mini mill we're going to try to get that up and running I think the motor's bad but we're trying to before we went out and bought a motor we wanted to make sure that was the case right it was actually Dolan was going to try and help with that I need to remind him and see if they looked into that because that would work I mean that we made that work for years yeah, for a long time. And the fact that we're not having to do just a ton of stuff, that would be fine for now. Right, and we have absolutely no fucking room in here to get an actual mill. I think you'd have trouble getting it in. I mean, you could get on the loading dock, but that would even be a chore. Maybe in the back. Probably be easier. And it would be so here. steep. But, you know, the ceilings may not. Yeah, it's, yeah. It'd be a chore. It'd be, it'd be tight. Real tight. But yeah. Now I looked at I looked at smaller like tabletop mills the other day. Yeah. Those are pricey. Right. Well, everything. Everything is a little bit more pricey uh, now from you know, the day we started this. Uh yeah. A bunch. Right. No, no love for the, uh, no love for the old knife makers, man. It's inflation, I guess. Whatever. You want to, you want to play, you got to pay. It's bullshit. mentioned that you uh, saw some of the uh, Little League World Series here recently. 
And two weeks ago, we had the segment where that was when the kid cried, cried and got hit. And I was kind of pissed off. I'm like, why is this on TV? Because that doesn't really look that good to me. Right. And then I told you, I said, this is the regionals. The quality of play will get better. And then you mentioned today. I did. I saw some of it. I said, I don't know, earlier this week, last week. Right. And it was actually impressive. Yeah, kids are good, man. So what I would say is, don't put that other crap on TV. Cable access. Well, here's the thing with that. They put that crap on TV because people watch it. I only watch it because I'm forced to because I was at the bar. You are that person. However, they wouldn't put that shit on TV if they didn't have the ratings. They might. They might feel obligated, right? Well, and we're also in the weird... Everybody gets a fucking trophy phase. and Well, we're in that weird phase. Put them on TV and it's good for them. Yeah. And we're in that weird phase also where there's, there's really nothing to watch. Unless you start football at Memorial Day like we spoke of earlier, that would solve this problem. It would. Not just have football damn near year-round. Well, they do. You just well, gotta find I know, it. But I, and the I, quality and may I not be bad. Well, I mean, because I thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch this USFL. I was quite excited for it. Now it didn't start when I was Jonesing, right? And then I kind of got into a new routine where I wasn't like, where's the football on Sunday? Right. I wish they would have started it sooner because then you could have just rolled right into it. But then I never knew when it was on, and I didn't. I didn't get to see it. And so. it's kind of hard to find. Too, I think it wasn't on like normal channels either. It should be like the presidential speech, it's just on every channel, right? It's just right. football, football is football. Um, that being said, this is this weekend coming up is the start. We will have football every weekend starting this weekend until. Middle of February. I'm going to have to get a freaking TV down here because Saturdays have really been kind of my day where I get a lot of shit done. Right. I'm not sure. Maybe just through the week it gets prepped and I just end up staying later and feel like I'm working quicker. I probably have fewer interruptions because there's no one down here. Right. And I seem to get fewer phone calls. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to miss football either, especially not when it's starting. Right. Now, there's not... There's not going to be, like, super, super high This Saturday or next Saturday? No, this Saturday. It starts this you, Saturday. The odds are Mrs. Sniper would buy me a TV between now and Saturday. Uh, Slim to none and Slim's out of town? I mean, I gave her our old TV for the garage. Right. Um, Well, but I don't want to steal that one back. Um, I don't well, know. maybe she needs to like. I mean, you don't. We don't need a giant TV down no, here. We don't really have any room for a giant TV. Right. Which would actually then be better because then we could get two smaller televisions and have one in each room. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to so. This weekend starts football, college football, and that. You know, bleeds into next weekend. So, Mizzou plays Thursday night. That's right. Who's Mizzou's coach now? Um, Eli Drinkwitz. Is he good? Fuck yeah. Dude's fucking awesome. 
Are you just making that up? Nope. That sounds made up, Todd. No. He came from uh, was it North Dakota State, I think. All right. And they'd like won, I mean, they went fucking undefeated for like over two seasons. And uh, wherever he came from, I'm not sure it's North Dakota State, but supposedly we got some badass transfer fucking quarterback. So we shall see. To sex offender. Probably. Aren't they all? It'd be better if he wasn't. <laughs> what were we talking we about? Keep, what 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 keep, was keep it? Keep them out of jail and on the field. Uh, as long as they're winning, who gives a fuck? <laughs> what was it that we were talking about a few weeks ago? It's not how we want to talk about our Missouri people. Claw hammer to the balls. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'd like them to be slightly more upstanding. Yeah, we'd like it. And we'd like them to win. Winning is important. Well, it makes it more fun to watch. Right. We're getting into the waning, waning weeks of baseball. Baseball gets more exciting this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I I believe that wholeheartedly. I do, I do, I do. Um, As a lifelong baseball fan, this is the most exciting part of the season. This leading up into the playoffs, can't beat it. Can't beat it. It's like a soft dick. Can't beat it. Your Yankees... Have been speaking, speaking of beating it, the Yankees have been faltering. No, uh, as 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 of late, yes, not doing good. Now I mean they're still leading the East, but they have not been playing good baseball. Now injuries plays a part in that, but you got to have that next man up mentality. Those dudes got to come up and play. You're on the roster for a reason. Fucking play ball. Do we need to bring Jeter back? Dude. And Manning. I... I fucking... You know my disdain for the Yankees. I cannot fucking stand the New York Yankees. As a lifelong Royal fan, can't stand the Yankees. However, the captain, one of my favorite fucking players of all time, that dude was... He played the game right. That That's... There's a lot to say for that. Play the game right. And with my, you know, my former secondary gig, got to meet him a couple times. Great guy. Did you hold Derek Jeter's urine? I did not hold Derek Jeter's urine. I didn't have to do that. That was Stackhouse's job. Would you just look at his dick? Make no, sure. I didn't have to do that. It was Stackhouse's sure, job. Make sure that was their urine. No. Like, he held the container I just watched. <laughs> no, I didn't have to do any of that shit. No, I had the best job, dude. Best job. I was a chaperone. So, what we would do as a chaperone, we would hang out, you know. Okay, so, we'd show up at the, show up at the stadium. Get our list printed out. Our list printed out of who's getting tested that day. Walk in to either home or visitors dugout or clubhouse, whatever, and 
go up to the trainer. You know, for instance, if it was the home trainer, we'd go up to Nick, who is not, he's head of all medical stuff now, but we'd go up to Nick, say, hey, Nick, here's our list. These are the guys that are getting tested today. We'd go around, if they were in the clubhouse, say, uh, you know, you have Salvi, Gordo, Whit Merrifield, and I don't know, uh, King. Lorenzo Kane getting tested that day. You'd walk up to him, say, hey, how you doing? I'm blah, blah, blah. You're on the list to get drunk. And most times they were like, yeah, I know who you fucking are. You've been here a million times. Okay, so, but we have to tell you. So, at that point, it was me, and there's usually for, we'd have four or five people getting tested that day. Two people, two chaperones, plus Chris. The chaperones would hang out in the clubhouse and just observe. And then when, you know, the guys on the list decided that, that, hey, I can go take a piss now, they'd come up to us and say, hey, I'm ready to go. We'd take them back to Chris. Chris, Salvi's ready to pee. Chris would hand off. I'd go back to the clubhouse. Greatest job in the fucking world, man. Okay. Was not... Not bad. Kind of miss it. However, the uh, rules and regulations that the MLB has now on chaperones and testers, I'm out. Nope. Nope. Got to meet a lot of a lot of good people, man. It is kind of cool. It is. You ran across some in your college days. You ran across a few people in the football realm. For you that are listening and that don't know, Lance was actually a very, very high-level athlete at one point in his life. <laughs> May not look it now. <laughs> I was... Uh... Fast for a white kid. Right. Fast for a catcher. That, that too. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, like, so we met some cool people up at Notre Dame with our buddy Tim. Timmy, yeah. Then the after college years, when I met Rush Limbaugh. Right. He was okay. Rest in peace. Uh, I met Henry Rollins. He was quite nice. We have a signed little thing yeah. with Henry in there. That's the thing. I'm sure there's a couple others. It's just you not... know, you know, you went to school with an NFL coordinator. Oh, Tabor? Yes. forgot about Tabor. Tabor was tough as a bootstrap. I'm going to tell you, his dad was my football coach in high school. You want to talk about fucking, that's a football fucking family. Because his brother is a coach, too. Donnie? Yes. Now, Donnie, we call him Missing Link. Yeah. He had an enormous bench. And he was not that big. You know, or, you know, if you would, I mean, if you look at him, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't just like muscle ripped. Right. But 
you know, I think he just had really good form. And some people, too, are naturally stronger. And I was looking at being a strength coach before I became a cop. Right. And some of that, they'll tell you, depending on where your tendons or ligaments, I guess it would be tendons probably, maybe ligaments, but where they attach, if they attach at different places on the bone, like further out, right? You, you'll have more leverage. Right. You'll just naturally be stronger. But, yeah, I mean, he benched, like, up with a lineman. It was freaky. Yeah. Uh, and he was he was nice. But the younger one, I think, was more intense. Chris? A bit. Fuck yeah. I can see um, that. Absolutely. But I liked both of them. They were... Uh, well, you know they, they have were, a younger brother, even. They were good dudes. No. Yeah. What's he do? Does he coach football, too? He I did, but he's kind of at the high school level. His name's Matt. Matt Tabor. Um... He was a fucking stud in school, too. He re- I mean, same fucking Tabor. Did you know any of the calf cards? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which ones? I, well, obviously, I know Mark. No, no, no. From St. Joe. Is he from St. Joe? Yeah. These are different calf cards. You know Corey Cathcart? Yes. I know Corey. I know uh, Corey's brother. Uh, I don't think Corey has a brother. These are different ones. You sure? Uh, Corey played football at MU. Yes. Then he went to the Navy. And he would he would have become a SEAL, but he started off as a chaplain. Right. So he couldn't do that. But because he had like a psychology degree and a divinity degree, he was then a counselor for them. But maybe he was doing that and then thought about doing the SEAL thing. Um but because of his original MOS, they're like, you can't have a weapon. Right. Um, so, but he was a badass, and he had a sister. But those were the only two kids that I knew from that family. Beverly and David were the parents. And I think they both died. But they, they were friends with my folks from years ago because he was a pastor. So this may be a different strain of Cathcart, but they're from St. Joe. They're Mark. pretty well off. Mark Cathcart. I'm relatively sure that that's the same family. That may be a cousin. Could be. Yeah, but I'm I know Mark Cathcart, and then you have the Cathcart at the sheriff's department. But I don't think he's in that group of Cathcarts. David was from Australia. The dad originally. Right. He's funny as shit. Um. Yeah, man. It's weird how you know come across people and just we're out there and we know them like you know I was talking to you earlier today about my cousin Jeff a lot of people don't know my cousin Jeff was a coach in both the college level and the NFL level where is Tabor now? He's a... Carolina. The Panthers? Yep. What's he doing for the special team special still? Special team still, yeah. He's highly regarded as one of the best special team coordinators in the game. Well, he was quarterback. Oh, yeah. So you know he's got a good command of... He will be. And I guess in some ways you'd probably have a good command of both sides of the ball because you need to know what those defenders are doing to defeat it. Right. Well, and he will be a head coach. One of these days, he will be a head coach in the NFL. He's still relatively young. You should call Tabor. I have his number. I'm sure I do. Let's track him down. Yeah. And then, uh, 
I, I can't remember. His brother Donnie's coaching up north somewhere, I think. Well, Chris was coaching at, like, North Dakota or South Dakota. Right. Because I remember he played down at Benedictine. And that's where and that's before we he got his that, job at we Cleveland. We went to that game. Yeah. Because one of our friends, um, I went to school with Watsons. Yeah. The younger brother... The whole family is amazing athletes. Dad played for the Cardinals, or at least in their farm system. Right. And maybe flirted with the big leagues, but he had great little league team, uh, little league teams that he coached, and he was a lot of fun. But the one that I went to school with was the quarterback with Tim and, and us when we had all of our big championship teams. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he was, I mean, he might have been like all state in three sports. This hell of an athlete. And then the younger one was a good athlete, too, and they were both quarterbacks. Well, the younger one got out of college for a while, but still had some eligibility, and Benedict had called him. So he went back to school, finished up his degree. Nice. And played football up there. So we, we went up and saw a game or two where he played, and one of those was the one that Tabor was coaching. Awesome. So, speaking of Benedictine, you know my buddy Joe, the one the Dashie, mm-hmm. one of our biggest fans, He's in their, uh, like, Hall of Fame, Ring of Fame, or whatever you want to call Did he go to Benedictine? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he played football Benedictine. Guitar Joe? Yes. Isn't he kind of, like, slim and... No. No, he's a big bitch. Maybe it's been a minute since I've seen him. Yeah. No. When was he there? Uh... Well, I graduated in 89. He would have graduated in 91, so he... Oh, high school in 91? Yeah. Okay, I was gone by then. Oh, yeah, you were That's way gone. That's when I graduated. You were way gone. He, he, yeah, he's he's in there, whatever, like the plaque that they have in the locker room. His name's on that. That's awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. He could have walked on at MU. He went to MU. Um, could have walked on, but decided to concentrate on actually doing schoolwork instead of playing football. There's that. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I liked him before. I like him much better now. Yeah, he's he identifies as a Raven. Absolutely. Tabor, the Donnie Tabor, we should call him too because he was a lot of fun. Donnie is... And I think he and I both have... But well, not the same level of disdain for that uh, basketball player that I fucking thumped. Oh yeah, oh, I about got I about got tossed out of the school. I also had to stop harassing him because the Atchison police asked me to. <laughs> like uh, he probably deserved it. Oh, he did he? A piece of shit. Basketball fucking players are fucking horrible anyway. I abused that poor fucker. It's not. I mean, I almost feel bad about it now, but. He, he banged my girlfriend. I mean, we were kind of friends. That's, yeah, that's, we're older now. I mean, you can get over it now. But then... Oh, no, no, no. I'm not over that. Fuck him. <laughs> I'm, the point I'm making is that maybe I should have been kinder. I mean, because the shit I did to this fucker was unchristian. Meh. That was exceptional. I mean, I insulted him and his family. I, I did it so bad that a couple people actually came up to me and 
one of them said, I took notes. He's like, I literally took notes of the stuff that you said to this dude. It was awesome. Um, so somewhere out there, there's some notes about what you said to this kid. How to properly abuse somebody when you've had enough. Ah. Yes. And um, let, me, let me ask you this. So you abused this basketball player. Was it at any point on the same level that you abused the taxi cab driver in Chicago? Oh, it was ten times worse than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this was... I talked bad about his family and his dad and the way he was raised and just him as a human being, his character... Yeah, I mean, I, if there was anything that you could insult, I did it. I did it loud and obnoxiously, and was like, "Get outside, we're finishing this." Yeah, it was it was unpleasant. But anyways, Tabor doesn't like him either. Was the point of this, Donnie? So, yeah, so maybe we could have story time, and we could talk about this Jack. I mean, I'm 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 sure I could probably get Chris will be harder to get in contact with because it's about the start of the NFL season. So I'm yeah, sure he's busy. S- Save that for later. But I imagine I can get in contact with Donnie. I'd love to talk to Donnie again. Donnie would be awesome to talk with. Matt yeah. would be great to talk with. I'm, they have so... I'm sure they have so many stories about their dad. Their dad was such a great fucking coach. Their dad, I have no doubt in my mind, could have been a coach on the highest level. He just chose to stick with the kids. No, and I get that. I mean, I think, you know, your schedule's better and that this may be where your passion lies, which what your calling is. Right. And I'm, I'm sure that I know, have, as you get, and just as you move up in anything, there's sacrifices you have to make or that just right. it becomes more involved. Yeah, I have no doubt that Don's looking down on Chris right now and just swelling with pride. Where do we leave off on this total change of gears, but while we're wrapping up or circling back, where do we leave off on the gun show, knife show thing? I have no idea. Maybe we've got a call in there. We're talking about Fred. So, so anyway, so we would show up. Maybe we'd splice this back in. Splice it back in. We'll figure it out. So we got all excited about the shows. The old man would give us money. We'd, We'd save up our own money. We would just run wild. And they also had a lot of cool survival stuff at the time. It was just a nice mix of guns and knives and gear. One time there was somebody there selling bobcats that were like half tame. You could have a bobcat, which I'm not a big cat guy, but that would be cool. I'd fucking buy a bobcat. Yes, who wouldn't? Uh, So... But the very first booth or table you came to was this Pat guy's, and Pat was cranky. Oh, Pat was always cranky. And we would, like for days prior to the show, we would start dreaming up dumb questions to ask him on purpose (laughs) so he would yell at us. And we'd do a thing to see who could get yelled at first by this dude. And, you know, because like one time we'd asked him, and this bike was a legitimate, but I asked him if a Mini 30 or something was a ranch rifle. And he's like, oh, many 30s are ranch rifles. You know, he's real gruff. And I'm like, fuck, dude. I, I was just asking, you know, he's yelling at me. Um, but after that, we thought it was funny. So we would purposely dream up stupid firearms questions to ask this guy to piss him off. And then later, he found out that we worked with Fred and he was nice to us and it ruined the whole game. Right. But 
those, those were so much fun. Then afterwards, we would either go to Casconi's or Outback, and we'd get a big one of the big round tables, right. and then we'd lay out a certain amount of the booty that we had collected. Uh, and it was just fun. That's why I bought what I kind of considered to be one of my first customs, which says uh, Leishowitz Parrot. I bought that from Ken, who's from Minnesota, and the other guy that we talked about, George Harrison, was also from Minnesota. Um, and I had eyed that for several shows, and I had, I don't know what I paid for it, like 250 which seemed like a fair yeah. amount of money at the time. I mean, that's... Try to fucking find an Elisha Woods parrot for 250 now. Well, let me try, start trying to find a good production knife for under 250 Right. It's a folder. Yeah. So... He, and he was cool. So I said, I'm going to give you this envelope. Cause I, and I'd Christian him down on the price a bit because it did start out higher than that. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to give you the envelope. I'm going to walk around with a knife for a few minutes because we kind of become friendly at that point. I'm going to come back. You're going to tell me if, if I'm giving you the knife back and I'm getting the envelope or if I'm, we're keeping our things. Right. So I rolled back later. He was like, no, we're good. So I'm like, nice. Um, and then I ended up with some more Elishawitz stuff. I had a cool Elishawitz Auto that's anodized some crazy colors, and the backside of it is kind of dished out. It's it's nasty. I actually had that on me the day of the the, the plane ride. Really? Yeah, that was kind of my lucky knife. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a Tanto that has a weird. It's an older logo. Yeah. It's like a dragon head or something on it. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't know if I have one more Lashwoods or not. That may be it, but I like those. Well, Alan's been around for a long time, and he's still, you know, one of the top custom makers out there, man. Well, he's smart. He's, I think he, I don't know if he had a mechanical background or just learned it, right? Right. I don't know like, either, but... Like Birch and Dan. You know, right. they both build a lot of fixtures, but I don't think they have a real machining background. They just know how to do it. They, I know... Uh, Alan posted on Facebook here not too long ago. He bought some... It was new machinery, but it was not new machinery. New it to was, him. It was new to him. It was just older stuff. And he was trying to do some jeweling on... Uh, like engine turning? Yeah, like on a a liner or something, and it wasn't turning out right. And he figured out that his uh, spindle was 40 thou off. And it pissed him off. Forty thou or four thou? Forty thou. So very, very small. That'd be four. Forty's like the size of a clip thickness. Well, whatever it was. It was minuscule. It was tiny. Yeah. And it pissed well, him off. He he had some kind of weird machine and it's something similar to what Moon has. But it looks, um, it's weird dials, but they're not, they got holes in them and you put pins in them and they twist. I wish I knew what the hell the thing was called. But they did a whole article that he could run one of those, which is impressive. And Moon's got a machine similar to that. Yeah. He did that thing where he water cooled or antifreeze cooled your heat sink blocks. Right. I saw the thing where they machine that out and they run liquid through there. Right. That was pretty impressive. Um, you know, so he's got a strong mechanical uh, 
background or, or knowledge. Uh, he which knows is, what he's which doing, Which is man. cool. And I think he did some cool high-speed shit in the Marine Corps. He's just a pretty nice guy. What? Yeah. He's yeah. always tolerated us at the shows nicely for years. Well, well, how many years have we been right next to him? Well, that and just... I remember one year we were leaving Vegas. We were kind of breaking down. And I think I was half-tuned up and... I was trying to get somebody's attention, and I shouted, but I did it right over his shoulder. And you could tell that it annoyed him, and it probably startled him a little bit, too, because right. I was shouting for somebody. And he just gave me that look, and I'm like, sorry, Alan. And then he just smiled. He was good. But, you know, it's like, Lance, don't, you, you know, don't yell in my ear right over my head. I may right. have a flashback and have to stab you. <laughs> and his wife is real nice. Yes. Um, she dealt with um, some of the customs that they had at the cigar store. Yeah. And so they knew us through that, too. But she was always super friendly as well. Right. Yeah, it's, uh... It's been a... Did you see Alan and Blaine when we were there? I yeah. I was so yeah, busy, yeah, yeah. I did not. Yeah, I talked to him briefly. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, he was super, like... Busy? Receptive. Oh, good. Of us getting back into the fold. And that that was a big thing. That really buoyed my spirit when we were there is everybody that I talked to was like super, super receptive and, and you know, glad that we were back in the game. They were like, you guys are awesome. We've missed you. You're good for the game. We're glad you're back. And that's awesome because, you know, yeah, no, that's great. There's a lot of people out there that the knife game is a fickle, fickle fucking game. Some of them. I mean, I think the bulk of the people in there are pretty good, but right. yeah, you get some people that are could be a little bitter. And Thompson. Yeah, except for he was nice. Yeah, um, he was nice. He's just a fucked hard. Likes to steal people's fucking designs and not give them credit. Well, or that we won't, I don't know what we're doing, we may be suing him. Right. You know, that dude turned out to be kind of a cheese dick. True. And, um, and then... Because uh, he did the same thing, I guess, to some other people they did to us, which was not pay us. Um, oh, yeah, that's... So, I don't know what we're doing about that. That's kind of an Adam's court, but I'd like to see something happen there. Well... And, and you know, I gave that knife away. Not even I was not even asking for compensation. I'm like, here you can have this fucking piece of shit. We actually wasn't a bad knife. It just the whole thing left kind of bad taste in my mouth. Right. Um, well, you know, and that's it's a shame that you like you have to nail people down for stuff in writing that you can't just like we'll work the money out later. Right. Which well, I, which I was happy to do. What? Uh, uh, and this. With that company in particular, I, I'm not sure that the same makeup is there now. It's not. That guy's gone. Right. But I think there's still a way we can hopefully get compensated. He sold it, right? Yeah. But the guy that does the YouTube videos and the Instagram bullshit is there still. Yeah, no, I think he's cool. I mean, I don't think he is. He's real cool. with him. Um, well, he came in after the fact. Well, I mean, he also just may not be a cheese dick weasel, which no. is good. 
Where this other fucker, just anyways, moving on. But yeah, but the bulk of the people I think are good. You know, Elisha Woods is always, you know, if you call, he picks up the phone if you need something. Right, top notch. Um, you know, Dan is always good if you have a question. Uh, Which, by the way, Dan, if you're fucking listening, you need to fucking get to Blade West. It's right up the fucking street from you. Actually, it's not that far. From no, it's, um, it's closer to him than it is to us. You know, Medford always answers if you call. Jody's always good if you call. Yeah, Medford may not be, maybe a little gruff, but he'll answer. Yeah, but not. Uh, he's not keep the phone. He's generally pretty pleasant, uh, at least to me. I mean, he is kind of gruff in general, but that's just how he is. Right. It's, it's all tough love. Um, we love you, Greg. But and he's funny as shit too. Uh, you know, Jody's always been helpful. Burge, Todd Beg. Um, I'm sure we're leaving some people out. But Jody. I said Jody. You uh, did, Jeremy. Horton was good. Yeah. Dwayne. Um, Dwayne is always friendly and, and entertaining. Um. And has been supportive and complimentary. Yeah. You know, our boy, he's not really in the knife industry, but Riggle. Rob. Has been a lot of help. Ryan. Ryan and Jody. No, they, no, they suck. No, Ryan, <laughs> no, Ryan's good. Ryan has bought knives from us and just been helpful and good um, on advice if you need it. Um, they're Doc. a good purveyor. Blue Line Gears. Yeah, Schiffer saved my bacon a few times. Dog and Mike, yeah. He's in the process of doing it right now on a couple things. Right. Um, Steve is is good people and a good resource. Um, and that's one I'd like to I'd like to see his stuff. You know, he just doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. That is true. I don't think. But he's also, I mean, he's like a good handless. We're not always great about promoting ourselves. I mean, you, you know, you don't want to sound like a cheese dick, even though if some of the stuff you're doing may be actually pretty cool or different or useful or inventive. Right. Or innovative. Um, Doc's pretty humble. He really is. Well, I don't, I mean, this is, they make me do this. And we have to kind of talk about some of this stuff. But I don't know. I mean, you don't hear us going, oh, yeah, we won the Blade thing. Or, right. Or on the cover too much. I mean, that's cool for some people. And if you're interested in it, I'm happy to tell you about it. But some people may not. Right. May not want to know. Where I was telling Dave, I talked to Dave out in California on the phone. Um, speaking of people that just don't get it. In the old days when we originally had the Sniper logo with the Grateful Dead thing, People would ask you what that was. They're like, what is Sniper? Right? And you could tell they kind of recognized the dead right. connection. And if I knew they just had no interest in knives whatsoever, I would tell them we're a Grateful Dead cover band. <laughs> and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, where are you playing? I'm like, we're playing here tonight. I'm like, I play keys. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to crank the band up here in just a little while. You're missing out. Yeah, that one always, uh, that one always got a laugh out of us. Yeah, yeah, I can relate, cause you know when I was in the Marine Corps, I was a Red Patcher, Landing Support Battalion. We had the red patch on the the knees and the hat. I'm sorry, cover. 
people would always ask us. They had no idea what the red patch stood for. It says Landing Support Battalion. Like, well, what's that? Well, it stands for Long Range Sniper Battalion. You know, we take shots. Our, our, our shortest shot is 1,000 yards. You know, we shoot out to 2,500, 3,500 yards. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Or another one of my favorite ones to say, what's the red patch mean? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm an in-flight missile mechanic. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. And they're like, in-flight missile mechanic? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, is that a cool job? And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome. It just sucks when you drop your tools. <laughs> and if people had no fucking clue. None. Zero clue. So, yeah. I get it. I get it, man. I get it. All right. Well, I think that may wrap her up. That's all I got left. I see you're out of... out of bourbon. I'm out of cigars. Maybe out of patience for this day. We'll see what else happens and gets done. Mrs. Sniper's calling in the background. And uh, I don't think there's time for me to put a suppressed round or two through the three. Oh, I don't even have it with me. Disregard. Ha! Damn it. I knew I should have put that in the car today. She said, where you been? So I thought real hard and said, I fell asleep in that hammock in the yard. She said, you don't know it, boy, but you just blew it. And I said, well, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's my right into story time. Go for it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Positive. All right, then. So, this story time has nothing to do with us being on the Sheriff's Department together. However, we were still employed at the Sheriff's Department. Right. We took a trip to one of our favorite knife shows. Is this when I flipped out on the cab driver? It might be when you flipped out on the cab driver. Yeah, I'd had enough of his shenanigans. Shenanigans is a very subtle description. We, uh, we got in the cab. We take the train to Chicago first off. So oh, yeah. We so, love the train. Is, the train is fun. But it's, you know, and it's quicker than driving. But not by a ton. But so we, we're trying to get to the show. So we're going from the train station in downtown Chicago to Arlington Heights. Right. I actually used to know what the address was. Um, 
Maybe because we told it to this dipshit so many times. And it a, just, a few times. And it just couldn't comprehend it. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't call in to dispatch and get directions. And finally... This fucking guy. Finally, we think he's going to pull into like a 7-Eleven and ask for directions. Because he's close. We can, he finally, he slowly but surely gets us close enough that we can see the hotel because it's fairly tall. Right. But we're a good handful of blocks away. Right. And we're trying to walk him in and... You know, English is not his first language, but he, it wasn't like there was a huge language barrier. It was more like he didn't want to ask for directions. <laughs> it was more like a dipshit barrier. So, we get to a point where I feel like he's getting ready to pull into a quick trip or 7-Eleven. And I'm thinking, if I could just get out of the car for a minute, get, maybe get a Diet Coke, possibly an M&M, a little snack, I'll be better. And hopefully he will unfuck himself and we'll get there. Well, he starts to turn in some other direction and I just completely lose my shit. And because we were also asking him to do shit that he wasn't doing. Right. You know, and and he when he turned in that other direction, did he not stop and ask like some bicyclist? Yes, he asked some random dipshit on the street, like at a bus stop. The right. like, guy doesn't drive, he's not gonna be able to help you. That, that That's when I finally had kind of got pushed over the edge. And then he goes to do something else stupid. And I was just like, pull this car over. Like, I don't want you to go anywhere else. I want you to pull into the next parking place right fucking now. Don't turn left or right or anything else other than what I tell you to do. Stop this fucking car right now. So we're right next to a parking lot. So we he pulls in there based on direction. He did follow direction then. Yeah. Um, because I also crawled from the back seat up into the front seat, too, pretty much. Yes. And there happened to be a cab parked in this parking lot. So I went over to this dude, and I'm like, can you can you get us to the whatever hotel it is in Arlington Heights? Right. And he's like, yes. So then his pride was hurt that he had to follow another cab driver there, and I paid the cab driver like five bucks. Just make sure our guy follows you. Don't lose us. And he was trying to tell me, well, there are many something or others. I'm like, there's only one such and such address with the zip code. There's just one. Right. You know, you need to figure this shit out. Um, and then, you know, because of that, I kind of pulled that same shit on the way back just to make sure we weren't going to have any troubles. But that the, the cab driver on the way back was built like a small NFL lineman. Fuck yeah, and he, he was. was from some Eastern Bloc country. And he wasn't putting any, you know, finally, after I asked him that twice, he's like, I know where it is. And I'm like, okay, well, get in the car with you. Don't whip my ass. He was from Poland. Yeah, he was a hard motherfucker. He was a big I, bitch. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I was not going to give him much shit. He probably could have got us lost. And I'd be like, it's okay, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this dude was scary. Uh, but he got us right there. He did. And, like, relatively like quick time but yeah i came out of court then, then later Todd was like he goes yeah I, I knew you were he goes i i could feel the tension because we were packed it was also hot we were packed three across the back yeah who was it was cab. me you and sam and, right and it had like police seats in the back that yes. were plastic and you could feel like the heat from the exhaust and transmission coming through the car yeah and you know i just i just wanted to go have a cocktail and a diet coke and relax and kind of get the knife trip started Right. And this guy was 
hindering, hindering that. that. And I finally had had enough. And Angry Lance came out. Angry Lance doesn't come out very often, but it's usually exciting when it happens. Angry Lance came out that day. Yeah. He did. It was fucking fabulous to see. Yeah, that dude, he was, when he had to follow that other cab driver to the hotel, he was emasculated. He was. He was fucking, he was a cuck at that point. He was upset. But I, I was. It doesn't. You I know. was just done with his shit. Would drive him around in circles and hot, and you know he just he was doing nothing to help us get there. It right, and he was from a Middle Eastern country where you know men are the fucking shit, and that didn't set well with him. I'm sure. You know, fuck that guy. But yeah, I, I just had enough of that. And, yeah, that was. That was it. I forgot about that. The dad was like, Ralph, you're a little hard on that guy, weren't you? <laughs> I'm like, I believe that was also the same Chicago show that when we came back, we were leaving, and you were driving your dad's uh, SUV, and we were down at the river market. He was market. driving. That's what we told was him. He, he, he was, was driving? driving? Yeah. We let him drive, which is scary enough. Right. And we hear these pops in the background, and Dad's not even paying attention. And I'm like, we're like, Dad, just do what we say. Run this light. It yeah. It's nighttime. And he's like, okay. I'm like, shit, that's gunfire. It was gunfire. Down yeah. in the river market. Like, Good old Kansas City, Missouri. I want to be nowhere around that. Get yeah. us home. We're done. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was awesome. I... Uh... And then we also have the, uh, the, 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 the uh, fabulous memory going down to Blade with your father, going over the bridge. I don't even have the energy for that one today, but yes, that's, oh. that, was, that was impatient and not smart. No. We could have died, like to death. Oh, easily. That was uh, that was something else. That was the very first year too, because we got lost. Yeah, lost as fuck. Pretty sure that was the very first year because we ended up back in Missouri, and we're like, we should we should be in Illinois. Yeah, we should not be uh, here. Slash Kentucky. Yeah, we were yeah. Lima Lima Mike Foxtrot. Lost like a motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. However, that also. Turned out to be one of the better Blade shows I mean, for the, us. All the Blade shows have been good, really. Right. I, mean, yeah. I don't feel like some may have been a little better than others, but they were always exciting. Yeah. That first year was great, though. Yeah, we drank a lot. Well, we saw a lot of neat stuff and met a lot of neat people and kind of... Kind of put our name we, out there. Kind of laid the groundwork for right. all this other stuff to happen. Yeah. You know, Jim McGee was real helpful in that. Jim's still around? I think so. I don't, I don't, he's probably retired. But he's just out in Salina. He's not too far away. Right. But he was saying you guys should go. And I think we'd already gone to Chicago. He's like, if you like that, you'll love Blade. And, you know, we're like, I don't know, it's far away. And he's like, look, you can hang out with me. Look if there's, and I've tried to do this with other people since he was so good to us. But I'm like, you know, I don't know anybody. He's like, it's fine. You know me. But I will introduce you to anybody you want to meet that I know. Right. 
He's like, it's fun, but he's like, you and your dad would get a huge kick out of this. You should be going. It's, it's a shame that you're not. So he decided to go. Yeah, it was. And McGee was super helpful. And um, But we, we had met, like, we knew the Strider guys before we went to Blade. Well, at least Dwayne. Yeah, a little bit because we'd met him in Chicago. Right, and then we knew Ryan and Jody before we went to Blade because they and were I in feel, Chicago. And I feel like we did that before our first Blade trip. Yes, we did. Because we're close together. Right, yeah. we did We did two Chicagos before we went to Blade. Okay. And then we met uh, Hank, who That's hung up. Greenberg. Yeah, Hank hung out with the Strider guys who, he, you know, he's doing his own thing now. He has Blackside Customs, which is fucking phenomenal. Um, Plus, he runs around with one of the Trump kids. Yeah, he's like all high power and connected. He, DTJ, he he's real good friends with Donald Trump Jr. Well, we saw him at Blade. He was leaving, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, he was going to a jujitsu tournament. Yep. The next day, it had to be somewhere else, but he popped in for yeah. day one, which yeah, was yeah, cool. Yeah. And uh, those friendships will forever be invaluable. I mean, they. Those friendships were forged and helped us to get where we are at at this point. Some of those guys, you you we can't replace what they showed us and what they you know the knowledge that they've imparted on us. Especially yeah, just you know generally accepting too right, you know, and that's kind of a that's kind of a big thing in the knife maker community. Um, the knife maker community, as we mentioned before, that's a fickle group. There's a bunch of uh, bunch of fucking divas out there, um, but for the most part, you know, we all get along. It's pretty cool. You know, we're all helpful. You know, and we like to pass that knowledge on. You know, we ask people for help, and they'll impart their knowledge on us. And we've had people ask us for help, and we in turn impart our knowledge on them. You know, hopefully we can foster new knife makers. You know, the whole full circle thing, man. Circle of life. Circle of life. Yeah. That's nice. From starting from me having a violent episode to the helping people helping people I like how we wrap that up in a positive way as we work through our issues here well you know we we like to be a little in our older age more level at least at this point as far as you guys listening know yeah we're super nice guys that was riveting listening Thank you for joining us in the Tactical Big Top. We'll talk to you again next week. Be safe. We always love feedback. We have not got feedback. It's because no one's listening. Whatever. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We love you all. Be safe.
Thanks for listening to The Tactical Big Top with Lance, Jag and The Sideshow. Please like, subscribe and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. You can also find us on IG, YouTube and the Facebook.